everyone, I hope you're doing well. Uh, today I want to pick up our study on the Ten Commandments. Now, if you've been following with us for a while, you might know that our, our study of the Ten Commandments, that is called the Good Neighborhood. And the reason we called it that is because we want to demonstrate that these commandments are commandments that God has given to lead us to the best life possible. Uh, God doesn't give these commandments because he wants to restrict us or um, he wants to prohibit us, but instead he gives these commandments because he wants to encourage us and to have us thrive and to have us flourish. And I think to, to truly grasp that, you need to see these commandments um, in terms of their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to try to do again today. Now, today we're looking at the fourth uh, commandment, and that is the commandment to remember the Sabbath day. There's a lot to it. Uh, so let me pray, and then we'll get into our study for today. Father in heaven, uh, we thank you today for your goodness and for your grace and for your kindness to us in Jesus Christ. Uh, you are the one who has made us, created us, and designed us. And it is your desire to see us thrive and to see us flourish. And so we thank you for giving us direction and instruction on what that looks like. And we pray that you would teach us today also to find our rest ultimately in you and in your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Encourage us uh, through our time together in your word. Uh, point us to Christ, uh, lead us by your Holy Spirit, so that we walk once again in the truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, I want to invite you to open them up to Exodus 20. Uh, that's where we find the Ten Commandments. You'll actually find that in either Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy 5. Those are the two places in your Bible where you find the list of the Ten Commandments. Um, we're reading through Exodus 20. And the fourth commandment, as you read through it, it's one of the longest uh, commands that God gives uh, as far as content is concerned. But as you read through the content, uh, it helps you understand something of the principle that's going on behind uh, the fourth commandment. And so uh, we're going to pick it up in Exodus 20, beginning at verse 8. There we read these words. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you or your son or your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your town. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So here... In the fourth commandment, you have God uh, giving the Israelites what's called the Sabbath day. And God declares that day uh, to be holy. And I think that's an important term because God is essentially saying that this is a day that is set apart, that is to be devoted to him. And if you're familiar, perhaps, with a little bit of Hebrew, you might know um, that the English word for Sabbath draws back to the Hebrew word for Shabbat, which, um, which has to do with rest. And so putting that together, essentially in the fourth commandment, what God is telling the Israelites is that one day a week, he wants them to set apart this day uh, as a day to rest, both physically and spiritually. And what's interesting is that if you read through the commandment itself, you see that God grounds this command in the pattern that you find in creation. If you read through Genesis 1, you discover that in six days, God creates the heavens and the earth, the, the land, the animals, uh, people, Adam and Eve. But then as you get into Genesis 2, we're told that on that day, God rested. God took that day really uh, to enjoy and to appreciate the good things that he had made. 
And when God gives this command to the Israelites, he's calling them to do the same. On this day, God is saying, really, take one day to rest physically and spiritually. Take one day uh, to enjoy and to appreciate the good things that I've given you. Uh, To appreciate, for example, the freedom that they've been given from slavery in Egypt. Uh, To enjoy uh, the new land, to enjoy the new life, to enjoy their identity as the people of God. This one day, they were able to to really just step back from uh, their fields, from their work, their animals, from the daily routines that they were involved in. And they were just able to enjoy the goodness and the grace of God and to really worship him for everything that they had. And I think to understand the Sabbath, you need to understand that principle. It's really a day where God called the Israelites to just enjoy and to rest in his goodness and his grace. And that's why already for the Israelites, the Sabbath was in some ways a a, a taste. It was a glimpse of eternity. Now, if you fast forward to the New Testament and you look at the ministry of Jesus, uh, what's kind of interesting about that is the one thing that caused Jesus so much controversy uh, was the Sabbath, Uh, especially this controversy that happened between Jesus and the Jewish religious leaders. Uh, The Jewish religious leaders, they were constantly after Jesus because uh, his disciples, for example, they uh, they were picking grain one day on the Sabbath. Um, Jesus healed people on the Sabbath. They were doing these things that the Jewish religious leaders said you should not do. And Jesus kind of pushed back on that. And Jesus was reminding the leaders that they lost sight, really, of, of the principle of the Sabbath. Instead of the Sabbath being this, this day of, of joy, um, this this day where they got to enjoy the goodness and the grace of God, the Jewish religious leaders had begun to kind of impose all of these these man-made rules and restrictions on the people so that the day ended up being a burden. And so Jesus had to remind them uh, in Mark 2 verse 27, Jesus said to the Jewish religious leaders, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Jesus was saying to them, you've gotten it backwards and you've you've lost track of the fact that this day is actually intended to be a gift. And I wonder if sometimes we don't do the same. You know, as Christians, I think we have to admit it's easy to fall into this trap where your Sundays kind of, they just become a routine. And that routine can become a habit. Sometimes that habit forms into a tradition. And that tradition sometimes can kind of become uh, a law. And instead of the day being a, a day of, of joy where we just, just get to celebrate the goodness and the grace of God, the freedom that we're given in Jesus, um, it can become this day where there are these things that we kind of you know, maybe say we have to do. It's remarkable sometimes how so much of the Christian debate around the Sabbath re- revolves around what we can or can't do, that sometimes it seems like we've lost sight of the principle. And that's why we have to understand this commandment in terms of Jesus Christ. Because the Sabbath is intended to, to point us to Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus that you're truly able to experience the goodness and the grace of God. And it is through Jesus Christ that you are truly able to experience rest. And this is what Jesus himself teaches in Matthew 11. In Matthew 11 uh, verses 28 and 29, these, these are the closing verses Uh, of Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So those are the, the, the last verses of Matthew 11. And immediately following that in Matthew 12, we get into this passage where Jesus declares himself to be Lord even over the Sabbath. In fact, that's why as Christians, we celebrate um, this day on Sunday and no longer on, on, the, on the Saturday, on the Jewish Sabbath. We celebrate the day of the resurrection. And we call that day the Lord's Day. This is what it's called in Revelation 1.10. Right? It's a celebration of the day where Jesus establishes his lordship over sin, over death, and even over Satan. And on this day, we now come together as a Christian community uh, and we gather to enjoy and just to really appreciate the goodness and the grace of God and the freedom that we found through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We come together on this one day to enjoy physical and spiritual rest. All day long, we're busy with the gifts of God. All week long, we're busy. You know, we're, we're involved in our work, we're involved in our studies, our, our family, our hobbies, our homes, our finances. We're, we're constantly busy, busy, busy with the gifts that God has given. But one day a week, we're called to set it apart. And we come together to really celebrate the giver. And to remember the greatest gift that we've been given in Jesus Christ. Uh, this is the day where we come together to worship the risen Jesus Christ. Because in him we see the fullness of the goodness and grace of God. And in him and in his finished work we are truly able to find our rest. And this is why there, there is still this invitation constantly to experience the Sabbath. You find that, for example, in Hebrews chapter 4. In Hebrews 4, verse 9 and 10, the author says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. And so this week, as you look forward uh, to Sunday, as you think about, you know, the coming Lord's Day, I think this is an invitation for us to do a bit of a heart check and to ask ourselves, do we still see it as, as a gift? You know, this is the day, and I pray it is for you, a day where you can just find physical and spiritual rest, where you can take a step back from the daily grind, uh, all of your constant responsibilities, and, and just enjoy who you are in Jesus Christ, that you can enjoy the goodness uh, and the grace of God, and that you can rest uh, in the finished work of Jesus. Let me leave you with uh, a couple of questions for this week. Uh, here's the first one. If you read Exodus uh, 23, uh, verse 12, 31, verse 12 to 17, and Leviticus 23, verse 3, these are all passages addressing the Sabbath. Consider what these passages teach us about the Sabbath. Why was God so serious about the Sabbath? And then as Christians today, does the Sabbath still apply? Evaluate that in the context of passages like Matthew 5, uh, 17 to 20. This is Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount. And also passages like Colossians 2, verse 16 and 17. And then secondly, as Christians, what might it look like uh, for us to set apart the Lord's Day? And what about that might be attractive or desirable to someone as they consider the practice of the Christian community? Thanks again for checking in. Have an amazing week.